I'm Lauren. And I'm Cheryl. And on this episode of Lit Chicks Read, we're chatting Air of Fire by Sarah J. Moss. Okay, so we are on, we are continuing our Throne of Glass series. This is what, the fourth book uh, in the series, kind of? Well, if yes. Assassin's Blade is one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for <us> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for us, it's one. Well, it, for Sarah, it is two. That's how she lists them on her website, you know. In I mean, that's how they're listed order, on the back of the so. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Uh, but we are finally at the point where, well, actually, maybe not. Crazy. Oh no, that <laughs> that. But yeah. also, I was just thinking, like, people who chose not to read the Assassin's Blade first, that oh, okay. at least by now they'll all have read it. But there is actually one other alternate reading order I've seen out there where people read it after Air of Fire, and that one confuses me even more because Air of Fire definitely starts to bring those characters in even more. Like as we've said, all those characters from Assassin's Blade are mentioned in every single one of the books more than once, right. um, but they like a bunch of times in this book, so. Anyway, if you yeah. haven't read Assassin's Blade yet, read it right now. I know you probably should, right? Because <laughs> they start talking about Rolf in this one. Yeah. Right. And, and there's day. been multiple mentions of, um, well, they don't use her name, but the the red-haired queen of the wastes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and they, even in this one, they talk about the silent Assassins of the Red Desert. Yes. There's just, there's lots of mentions. So anyways, uh, and Sam is in every single one of these books. So Sam. Yeah, Sam. I, I still Sam. get sad for Sam. I know. Well, so bummed for Sam. Yeah. Well, yeah, things get, um. well, at, I was texting Cheryl as I was going through this and I was like, wow, this is kind of slow for me, but I understand why it kind of brings you back to the first Akatar book where it was just slow, and then all of a sudden, like, things go crazy. So I feel, and you said, it's a lot of training. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. It is. It's <laughs> like if if you pictured this as, a, like, a movie, it would be, you know, like, the the hero has to go through, and you'd get, like, the wax on, wax off segments, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So lots and lots of training. And then things go crazy. They heat up fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, they like, literally heat up fast. Li- Ooh, good. Look at that. Yes, literally. I mean, I get it. I mean, it takes it takes her quite some time to kind of come into her powers, mm-hmm. right? Like the part where she basically like burns herself from inside out, and he kind of like freaks out about it, right? And she yeah, can, like cool down. Um, that where they're like, you know, cold bath. Take her out. Yes. Yeah, like cold he's bo- <laughs> yeah. boil boiling the water that boiling, she's yes. lying in. Just like in and out, in and out of the bath. So, yeah, I mean, I get that. She's it's taking her quite some time. You know, she's good for control. Yes. She's highly trained in other ways, but this is like a whole other level of training. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it it takes her it takes her quite a bit. And then we meet. Yeah. Rowan here too. we meet Rowan. So what are your first thoughts of Rowan? And like, I know that you probably know stuff from yeah. the rest of the series, yeah, yeah. but take just what they've given, what she's given us here. Yes. What do you think of him? So, yes, he's quite a dick for, for lack of a yeah. better term, <laughs> yes. starting off. But then, you know, as we kind of go through the book, part of me wonders if, I mean, well, not part of me wonders. I, I feel he was that way on purpose 
to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Not. Yep. Because he obviously knows who she is. And I think a lot of her control, right? Her control with it has to do with emotion. So part of me feels that he's purposely acting that way to, mm. but I don't know, maybe not. What, do, what she, you know. I, I think he gets to that point. I think at the very beginning, he doesn't know, mm. um, like, really what whether she has control of her powers or not. Like, he's yeah. sort of spying on her for a while True. in the beginning there in his bird form, right? But right. she's basically right. just, like, drinking and fighting. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> lying under the sun. Which I didn't really understand. There was, like, one comment in there when she's, like, lying on the roof in the beginning and she said she ran out of money. I'm like, you're... This king sent you there to kill the royal family. Wouldn't he have sent you with like a pretty good purse to like? You would think, but then again, he, so we, you wouldn't have to be like stealing bread. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, that's true. So maybe he's like, make your own way, right? Uh, go your own way. <laughs> I almost said, I almost sang I that. Sing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think he. But I think he, after they start training for a little bit, he realizes that. And then he's purposely like pushing her, antagonizing mm. her, being mean to her, goading her. But I think yeah. in the beginning, he's just like they're both really just broken people. Or yeah, broken we kind beings. of like right. We kind of learn that. Yeah, we learn the reason. Well, we know the reason that she is why yes. she is now, uh, which like, she shares over. with him though. She doesn't. Really she does in full detail with anyone else. So yeah, this is the first person that she shares everything with by the end of this book. He knows everything, but yeah, he is, a di- he is definitely a dick. There's like quotes that he has like dark soulless eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he says at one point, he's like, I think she says something about not having anybody. And he says, good. Like the people you love are just weapons that will be used against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's like broken. Then you find out why, of course, because he was mated yeah. and feels responsible for his mate. Lyria's death 200 years ago so I think he's just like like destroyed and then he says at one point you know when he realizes a bit more about how broken she is like at the the very beginning he just thinks she's like a spoiled princess he's like have you ever had to work for anything a day in your life and which she has yes but also yeah but he didn't know he didn't know that but also I mean I think it's kind of easy to look at her as a spoiled princess you know she likes like all these you know anyway and I guess she was at one point Yes, with Aragorn in a way, but I get, but at the same, or even before, I mean, like when she was a child, true, true. But I mean, she's still right. He did not know just how hard she's had to work for. That's right, everything she had, and he feels terrible when he finds out. Hey, yes, like mainly when he finds out about Endovir. Uh, but also when he finds out, you like he sees the scars on her wrists mm-hmm. that are from the shackles from Arabin when he would make her, yeah. you know, break out of them. But then. Uh, yeah, he realizes how many times she's been. He sees her back captive. Yeah, right. That's that scene. Yeah, right? he sees her. That's back. the big that. turning point for which for that. I kind of think of um, Jamie and Outlander with the back. Yes, same kind of same kind of thing. You know, right? Yeah, so, and she's like doesn't want to him to see it for multiple reasons, but partly so that he won't pity her, right? And so that mm-hmm. it's not she doesn't want it to be an excuse for if she doesn't perform whatever. Right. But yeah, he gets super after that event there where she almost burns herself out. He's super like territorial. And he talks about how the the fate instinct to perfect, protect the defenseless, regardless of whether the female, male, young or old, it like totally kicks in. And he like yeah. fusses over her, which I just get. <laughs> she gets starts annoying. to get so cute. Yeah, he, yeah. she's annoyed by it, but also kind of loves it. Like he yeah, moves yeah. her into his room. Yes. He goes and like 
he feeds her then he like goes and buys her chocolates for her birthday (laughs) you know so there's quite a change in his character from the beginning of the book this book to the end of this book very much so yes and and also in her right like she you know at the end of the last book we had the revelation that that selena is aelin Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but all through this book she's still considers herself Selena and she even says to him at one point like this is why I can't be Aelin like because if I'm Aelin I have to she has to face what happened 10 years ago and then she's afraid that she's going to be the monster inside of her the hate and the fury that she has over what happened will essentially make her explode and she'll like destroy the world out of spite Um, but by the end of the book we have her saying I am yeah. Aelin. Yeah. Um, and 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 switching it from I am Selena, I will not be afraid to I am Aelin and yes. I will not be afraid. Yes. Which, and, I, which I just love. Yes. I, but I imagine she I mean, she essentially had to kind of dissociate from all that as we learn exactly what happened. Right. Because that we learn that we get in, the full story, we get the full story mm-hmm. in this book, which is just so heartbreaking, especially for the um the woman that was kind of like caring for her What's lady her? marion yes marion. And so yeah she she's like her feels... mom's best friend and her nursemaid and her mom's lady yes maid and... so she just feels yeah. so responsible so i she would is. imagine you essentially do have to dissociate yourself from yeah what that is right yeah and, but yeah seeing then she kind of comes into her own here and then yeah. it's like no i am aelin you know so yeah you know what um, I found funny is the way that that all happens because she's refusing to face it, refusing to face it, right? And it's the attack by the Vogue princes mm-hmm. where they're like feeding off her, mm-hmm. feeding off her sorrow and her bad memories at the very end. That's what gets her to the very root of her issues. And the very right. root is that that story. Right. So we get we are walked through that story and it's at the end of that that she has her turning point. And I just think it's so funny because it like, the princes basically gave her like a therapy session. <laughs> like, I know they kind of did, right? Yeah, a super in depth. Like you've heard of that kind of therapy where people like get take drugs even and then get like walk through these bad memories and like yeah. process them. Yeah, I, I was like, that's what they did for her. Essentially, <laughs> I know they did with without without even like realizing. Yeah, that was a mistake, man. Because then she like came back with a fury and right. destroyed them. Right, right. Yeah, she um. You have a quote in here that I loved, which is when they're talking about like what where you they say, I can't remember who said it, but whatever we are, whatever this is, I'm still figuring it out too. And I just yeah. love it's kind of like mm-hmm. this mutual agreement, like we don't mm-hmm. know what this is, but we know we're both broken and we know yes. we're gonna figure this out together. I feel like yeah, they're that was Rowan saying that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I feel like out of so we know obviously she loved Sam. And yes. they they went through a lot together. And obviously she also loved Kale. But I feel like this relationship is going to be so much more because they've they've they're both such broken people now kind of moving. Yeah. Together, you know? Well, so. and um he's the first person that she is actually herself with. Right. Like she was a version of herself with Sam. Sam never knew her whole story. Mm-hmm. He loved her for who she was and she, and she loved him. But um, but yeah, he didn't know everything about her. And then with Kale, same thing. And then when he got a look at who she really was, 
he was turned off by it, right? Like, right. Uh, even in this one, you know, do you remember when um, Dorian calls him out? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I love And Dorian. says, you know, like you've... I, oh, I love him so Dorian. much. I do. He is just... I'm excited and to I, see what I, his was we'll his. talk about him in a minute because I'm yeah. so sad for him here. But but he says, um, Kale says something like, you know, a part of me will always love her, but I had to get her out of here because it was dangerous and she was what she was becoming. Mm-hmm. And Dorian's like, she was not becoming anything different from what she always was and always had the capacity to be. You just finally saw everything. And mm-hmm. once you saw that other part of her, you cannot pick and choose what parts of her to love, just as yes. you cannot pick which parts of me you accept. And KL says, like, you think I wanted any of this to happen? You know, if if I could, I would put it back the way it was. If I could, she wouldn't be queen and you wouldn't have magic. But like, that's the wrong way to look at it because that's not their true selves. Right. And so he's saying, like, I wanted I liked it when I didn't know all of her. That's not real love. No, no. And that's why I love Dorian in that moment, because he was just kind of like, okay, you know, and that had to be hard for him, too. Right. Like, right. Like you. So you don't want me to be who I am. So exactly. that's just why You've I love seen him. something <laughs> about me that you don't love. And yeah. now and also why don't you much, love you know? it? Like I know we probably are we're gonna get more of right. that, but I'm also just like, why don't you love it? Why are you afraid of that? Why mm. he's threatened, I think is a big part of it. He's scared I think and so threatened. Too. And he's definitely, you know, in this book we see him kind of not so blindly following, although he still wouldn't choose a side. Right. In this book, he's still not. Yeah. Adian calls him out for that one. Yes. Who I also like, Adian. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And yes, he says that. Like, you're not like, well, whose side are you on here? Because he's and he. Yeah. You're pick. like hedging your bets. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. He will not pick. But, and but so. Not, yeah. He, he's torn. He's really torn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, his, his his prince and his kingdom versus what he's starting to feel is right. And, you know, he makes one good point that, like, you know, there are good people in Otterlin. Uh, it, it's not not everybody is like the king. True. Sure. Yes. So he, like, wants to protect, you know, his country. But um, I think by the end, we realize he's he makes his choice. He's sort mm-hmm. of forced into a choice. Right. Because, yes, I think so, too. Called out and he has to flee the castle. Right. Um, I feel like that scene we have of him at the end where he throws away his his eagle pommel sword, mm-hmm. that was like his symbol of being captain of the guard, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like that's th- that scene is throwing away that part of his identity and that's him making his choice. But mm-hmm. even right at the very, very end, he's still in his internal thoughts, we're getting that he still can't accept Aelin because he says something about um, hearing about her fighting in Wendland there against the Vogue princes and his quote, what he thinks of her is like that. She's, he can't imagine how she was so bloodthirsty and unyielding. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what did she even do? She didn't even kill anybody except those, like the real, the four big bad guys. Right. Like she wasn't like slashing through like innocent right. people here. Right. What was she right. supposed to do? Just die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And if anything, why she's... does that make her bloodthirsty? Right. Bloodthirsty? It doesn't. And if anything, it's her, getting justice for all the innocent people who who died right right yeah yeah. was she supposed to let everybody in that keep die right so i think he's just like like, yeah even though he kind of is forced into it i still think he i i I know we'll get more obviously because this is only you know book four but yeah obviously yeah he frustrated me in this book because i yes with the comment with dorian and just not being able to kind of you know going back and forth and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just right. Whereas again, it's just it's just so interesting because 
Dorian is so not that way. I don't know. That's, no. a, that's what I mean. Like Kale's not, he's not really my, my favorite person right now. Do you remember in an earlier <laughs> podcast where you asked me like how I felt about Kale? Yes. Um, and you were like at the end. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, he's going to do some stuff I don't I see, like before. So this is some of, this is some of the stuff I basically yeah. like this attitude that he has it's sort of like a he, he's prejudiced against the magic that they have he's afraid of at one point he talks about like seeing adian fight and how amazing he is and then he's like oh Aelin and adian together yes. like commanding an army he's afraid of what they could accomplish together mm-hmm. it's like why 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 are you afraid <laughs> because i guess but- it, they would fight against his country but uh on the side of right <laughs> on the so- side yes Yes, right. But and he doesn't really realize the so at the end of this, right? At the end of this is when he kind of realizes like his king is bad, 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 bad. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> right? his, so. his his king like <laughs> his king uh gets them on that throne room or whatever, and you know yes. kills poor Sorsha. Oh, who yes. granted she is like the rebel spy. She is the rebel spy, <laughs> yes, because she was writing yes. letters to Ren, who is Adian's. What's the connection there? Like the specific connection. Uh, he was a member, or his family was a member of the court of Terrison. Right. So okay. there's, you know, several like cities, you know, and his his um, family was lords of their lords of Alsbrook or yes. Lord Alsbrook. Yes. So his family was killed. Only his grandfather and him escaped. So his parents and his two sisters who were magic wielders okay. um, were all killed. So right. he, but he, they kind of grew up together and they okay. were both, they were kind of rivals as they were growing up. The sort of whispers in the court was mm-hmm. that they would be the best candidates to like be, to take the blood oath to Aelin. So we don't get all the details in this book, so I won't say all the details behind that, except yeah. that it's insinuated that someone takes the blood oath to her and is basically her, like, protector or whatever. But there was also rumors of one of them becoming, like, her king, like, her Okay. Partner. Oh, right, right, right. Now, and then Murta, again, going back to Outlander here. So he's yeah. Ren's... Grandfather. Grandfather, yes. Okay, so yes. Yeah. So Sorcha was writing letters to Ren about to Ren. the castle happening. Yeah, she was like the in-castle source. So she would yes. write these coded letters. Because, of course, yes. she had a terrible background, too. Like, everybody was yeah. killed in her background. So she has no reason to like the king or country. Yes. Uh, this is another Outlander connection, actually. Did you know that Sorsha me is the same name as Claire? It's like, I think you uh, told me this. Yeah. yeah. Gallic. Yeah. Cool. So mm-hmm. appropriate because she's a healer. Yeah. So as well, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she actually <laughs> genuinely loves Dorian. She has loved Dorian since she arrived at the castle like uh, six years ago or whatever. For so um, Dorian. And there's that one line I did love from Kale where he says to Dorian after he finds out about them and sort of sees the depth of feeling between them, he says to her, that this country could use a healer as it's mm-hmm. queen. Yes, um, I did like that. Yeah. Because the country's going to need a lot of healing if they, you mm-hmm. know, get that dude out of there. And then it's, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that thought. But of course, it's not going to happen because she got beheaded. I know. Dorian just like. So literally up for Dorian. Goes, and then he uh, crazy. explodes. <laughs> he explodes. Yeah. And then the king is kind of yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I knew it. I knew I it. I knew you yeah. had it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a several traps, I think, were set in that room. 
I think uh, so too. Kale says we're set in that room. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the king is many steps ahead. Yes. Yeah. So yes, we don't get we. I don't. We did we get a POV for him in this book? We did in the last two books, but I don't know. Remember if we did in this book? Um, I don't think we did because the one just, POV that I got, I texted you a picture of, and I said, "Oh wait, was that this book? Hold on, I gotta look back." It might have been the last book. No, no, no. Hold on, wait. I don't want to say anything. Um, I don't want to say anything if it's not this book because I started Queen of Shadows. But remember, I texted you a. I texted you a screenshot, and I said, "Is this?" No, it's this book. It's chapter six. Oh, that was. And it was the one where on the Avery River, fishermen were heading out for the day. A man. Yeah, but that's. Lovely blade. It's eagle but... pommel glinting. Oh, you said that already. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Kale. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. It's interesting, though. She's tricky. Yeah, that's so... why I text you and I go, is this Kale? <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't yeah. flat out say The eagle it. pommel gives it away. Yes, that one, But right. yeah. So we, so yeah, she gives us a couple of those kinds of chapters in, in each books where it's like, you have to kind of figure out who it is, but yeah, yeah I don't think Kale. we get a King um, movie in then. In yeah. Book. I don't think we did, but, but yeah, we do. He definitely has a lot of plans. Like he is a smart guy. Yeah. He's a bad oh, yeah. guy, but he's a smart he, guy. Right. Um, yeah. So when he, uh, traps them in that room at the end and then poor Dorian. So he fights against his father, exposes that he has magic, but he's overcome. Because, you know, he's only used his magic a few times. He has no, yes. like, control over right. it, whereas his father obviously does. Like, we see him wielding magic for the first time mm-hmm. in this. Uh, and then he gets at the very end placed into one of those collars. And the only other place we've seen the, like, everybody else we've seen in a collar was bad, 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 right? Bad, like, the bad, guys bad. that were, like, those weird pale creatures. And then the four that Aelin fought against. Yeah. Which were Valk princes in host bodies. Uh, So we kind of get the feeling that that's uh, that's what's going to happen to him. It says, as the caller clicks, I think the quote just says, and the darkness swept in to tear him apart. I have faith. I have faith he's getting out of that collar. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm interested. That's what I mean. I like the book ended and I was like, oh, I got to go right to the next one. So see, I'm glad. He's a wonderful character. So I think I just uh, love him. So I've got four more books to get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what, what comes of him, but oh, poor Dorian. Yeah. It was interesting with him. Hey, so we got, we really got a true, um, we talked about before the differences between this series and Akatar in terms of Mm -hmm. how iron and magic work together mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this kind of proved it that in this world iron does suppress magic because remember that actually yes. did work that sorsha helped him take that tonic and yes. it like made him feel violently sick if he used yeah. his magic and then there yes. was times where i think rowan said it as well that like in a far uh far ago war they put him like in iron all over mm-hmm. his body so that he couldn't use his power and so yeah so the iron and fairy or fey thing here holds true Yes. Unlike in Akatar where it's just a myth. Right. Right. Now let's switch over to, we mentioned Adian. Adian? Is that how we're saying it? Yeah. Yeah. Adian. Yeah. I really like him a lot. Mm. I hope I continue to like him. (laughs) We'll see. Mm. But I just love how when he finds out that Aelin is alive, he's just like, I will do anything. He's just like balls to the wall (laughs) about doing anything to see her again. Yes. And I and we do get yeah. a little of their like relationship in the past. Yeah. A little bit mm. here. Which, they were best friends. I know, which is just like, oh, so I, I mean, yeah. So I feel like there's so much emotion behind that, too, for him. 
So yeah. I I really yeah. like his character. Again, I like that he calls out Kale. Yeah, I I enjoyed that whole. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth. That's the thing. This book is starting to get a little confusing for me, right? Like I'm having to like reread things and just because there's so it's getting much. bigger. It's getting a lot bigger. There's yeah. characters. It's getting bigger. Yeah. So this is kind of what happens anytime something is like this for me. And I'm like, wait, okay, wait. Oh, that go that goes back to this. And you know, there's a lot of yeah, you no know, word gates and words. Just refer back to these notes. I know. I mean, <laughs> the word, yes. It's the word keys. The yes. Word. And like, there's just so yeah. much that, yeah. But, um, yeah. I and there's still thought, more, there's more characters to come. So I'm right. I know. Buckle I up. also <laughs> thought that, um, his fake black ring. That was so smart. smart. I know. I was like, this, yeah, this is a smart guy here. So, yeah. So he's like the real one smelled strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so he had a, duplicate made um yeah it's really cool because he has he can't shift we learned that he can't shift but he has fey heritage as well same as as aelin they're like they referred to as cousins but then a little later um there's one part where it says the bloodlines were distant enough yes (laughs) so i was like this is weird i know i saw that too i was like okay yeah (laughs) but aelin says uh we fought and loved like siblings so she said that even um when she heard about those rumors, she she thinks it's laughable because she's like, he's like my brother. Right. right. <laughs> I can't do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny that they're both. So he's called Otterlin's whore mm-hmm. and she was called Otterlin's assassin. Hey. Yes. Uh, and they're both afraid of what the other is going to think of them. Mm-hmm. because of what they've been doing for the last 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, he's kind of been doing what she was doing as, um, the king's champion mm-hmm. he's staging battles and stuff to to make it look like he's killing all these people on behalf of the king mm-hmm. but then he's like until the cover of darkness when they wa- get up from the battlefield and walk home yeah but but he is doing he does have to do some real battles it wouldn't be entire he wouldn't be able to convince the king for that long right. i'm still confused about really why the king kept him alive so at the time when Aelin's family was all killed. He was Mm -hmm. 13-ish because he's five years older. And so he was he was kept up in a tower and then the king kept him alive. There's a discussion at one point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how long he had to stay in the tower, but it was useful that he was in the tower because he had that viewpoint of like we mm-hmm. find out later like the birds to figure out how magic left but mm-hmm. uh yeah why why would the king choose to keep that 13 year old alive who ha- would have very good reason to hate him and do you know what i mean like uh, even if he yeah. gave him the ring he gave him the ring later he wasn't he could have had potential as a warrior at that point at 13 but he certainly wasn't like a general <laughs> at that right. point like he I don't know He's useful to the king later, but why? What about him made the king keep him alive at thirteen? I'm confused about that, but yeah. it's good that he did. Yeah, he's here. Obviously, although at the end, <laughs> right? I'm looking at your notes. At the end, he's he admits to treason and yeah, to try to get to give Kale, you know, the out. So now to yeah to yeah. get the others out. He so like he's like the first one that like before mm. Sorsha, before all that happens. Um, so it, it feels like a bit of a waste. In the yeah, end, I but... mean, yes, but also, I mean, I have faith that him and Aelin will be reunited. I'm looking to see. Yeah. What... Maybe that's 
Like, could the king be that smart that he would keep him alive on the chance because Aelin's body was never found, like on the chance that she was alive and he could use him to attract her later? I don't know if he's, was. is he playing that many moves ahead? Maybe. Maybe that's why he kept him alive. Well, you know. But some, anyway, that's the situation. We he's in. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think I know. I think. Don't think I know that. I don't know if we ever. Oh. I don't remember ever finding out exactly why the king kept him alive at hmm. thirteen. Um. We'll but yeah. To. Anyway, that's Maybe where we'll he is now. He's destined. Destined oh. to be executed. Maybe we will. Yeah. Uh. And he's going to be bait. Bait for Aelin. Yeah. Right. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I but I did like his character we'll a lot. You know who yeah, else I, I like him too. Um, and I don't know if you have notes on this one, but probably not. But just we we don't have to spend like too much time on it. But I did love Emrys and um, yeah, the other guy. What's his name? Uh, Luca. Luca. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the demi. I liked fae. them. Oh yeah, you have them here. Yeah, the demi fay. I liked their. Um, oh my gosh! And when she lashed out at Emrys, I was like, I was like, stop! He's oh, I know. So bad. I know. But then she, you know, she did at least. She, yes, I was like, okay, she redeemed herself a little bit she by does. apologizing. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Oof, yeah. I like um, Emrys and his his um, mate mate Malachi. Malachi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're lovely. It's so it becomes very handy, doesn't it? That Emrys is the storykeeper because that's yes. how she learns so much about Maeve to like, Maeve. yes, get the better of her in the end. Yes, um, I love that Emrys also knew her mother, and so like he knew like the second she arrived there, he I knew, loved like, that who she was. <laughs> yes, when we and we don't learn that like early on either. We learn that like later on in the book, and I just loved that. That like I was like, oh, okay, so he he just has like a special you know, relationship. Like, that yeah, she like, even I realize. feel like it's sort of like, a, you know, you're like your parents' friends, you know, if or yeah. like a godfathery sort of thing, yes. or, you know, just, yeah, feels protective of her for that reason. Yes. I think he obviously knows who she is and what happened to her family. Right. Yeah. And Luca's just like, he seems like he's just like a sweet puppy dog. Yes. That's the vibe I get too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He's so cute when he's like out on the ice there and he's like oh, oh i know we, we were all taking bets on when you would shift and oh cool and he's just yes. like blah, 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 like chattering all the that time you know? just was so crazy and i wish i could see that like there's parts like that so like toward that part in particular and then also towards the end with the valg princes i wish i could see that in on film because uh-huh. i was trying to envision this like crazy ass thing that's under the ice yeah you know what I mean? And it's also cool how like later on all of that, like towards the end of the book comes to be, but with Maeve, but um, yeah. I was trying to like envision this. It would thing. look cool. Yeah. I was kind of picturing like, like a scene from The Hobbit, you know, when they're like, no, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Never saw it. Okay. Well, <laughs> like, there's scenes where the they're like running through this, me, yeah, running through underground caves and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. sort of picturing oh, okay. things like that. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's, but yeah, she was pissed. She's like, what? Don't. She got like, I mean, talk about yeah. emotion. Yes. Right. That's never bring anyone else into this. Yeah, I know. She got real mad. Yeah. But that was a really. But cool it worked. Call. It worked. It worked. It worked. So Rowan, you know, he knew what he was doing, but she was pissed. He did. He's like, I'm starting to figure you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a really cool scene. But then, yes. And, um, and it was part. And that was on the tail of the thing that did happen where Emrys said to Rowan, 
he's like, what are you doing to that girl? Like, mm. she is broken. She has no yeah. hope. Because he was really being, like, he said a lot of mean things to her, Rowan. He did. Like, he did. you know, maybe the world would have been better if you had died 10 years ago. Know. And, like, you know, like, ugh, really. And I think he's, again, I think he's partly lashing out because he has mistaken impressions of her. Mm-hmm. And he's partly lashing out because he is broken and like hurt yes. people, hurt people, right? Yes, for sure. Um, but yeah, Emrys is like, stop doing this. This isn't the way to break through to her. Kind of gives him a little talking to this like mighty Fey warrior, mm-hmm. uh, which I I really liked. And it's after that that that's Rowan starts to change how he, yeah, talks to and treats her. That's kind of, I pictured Emrys kind of like as a, um, like, I know we said kind of godfatherish, but like, yeah, I kind of, I don't, I don't remember the age or if it's even, like, he's obviously older. She definitely than. says he's old. Yeah. yeah. When she first sees him. I just picture him, him yeah. as like a, this sweet little older man, you know, that yeah. like, little white haired. Right. Like that like gave Rowan a talking to. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I, I like his character a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that and that, like you said, that cave battle scene, that thing would have been amazing to see. And I really liked how Rowan was doing his best to get around the blood oath. Like he found that sword and knew what it was, but mm-hmm. couldn't really like tell Aelin what it was or what he thought the ring was. Mm-hmm. He could only like he could give it just like throw it to her because she asked for a weapon he could Mm -hmm. hint at things but he was sort of working around the boundaries that he's under as as and like while he was under Maeve's right I really liked that I thought it was I mean it's a bit far-fetched to find that sword there but uh, maybe he knew about it before and had yeah before he obviously knew about that cave although he didn't know about the creature under the ice no which or under the water right right so then that kind of leads us to Maeve yeah with that whole god she's such a bitch um such a bitch that whole scene just is like so yeah maybe walk us through (laughs) I feel like there's like so much in that in those like however many pages (laughs) Like in the, begin- in the in the end, yeah. Well, even yes. from the beginning, the first time Aelin meets her, um, so we know the basics, right? So there was three sisters, right? Maeve, Mab, yeah. and Mora. Mora, yeah, yeah. So Mora and Mab both fell in love with mortals, so mm-hmm. they gave up their fate immortality, and so they died. Right. So um, Mora is Rowan's ancestor. Mm-hmm. And Mab is Aelin's. Yes. Um, Maeve. So Maeve is the one sister left alive. So she's the evil aunt. Yeah. Yes. Basically. basically <laughs> yeah. I picture her like uh, Maleficent or something. You know, yes, she's like I very pale, yeah. black <laughs> hair. I did too. Evil, yeah. evil aunt. Uh, she's older than dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it said. Uh, and no one knows what her other form is, like, you know, how all the Fae have another form. Mm-hmm. Um, it just says it, it's something like with shadows and claws and a darkness to devour your soul. Hmm. Dark. And then the first time that Aelin is in there um, with Rowan to meet her, I thought it was really interesting. There was like an exchange where 
uh, it says, the darkness in Maeve's eyes spread, reaching. There was a faint pulse in the air, a throbbing against her blood, a tapping, then a razor-sharp slicing against her mind, as if Maeve were trying to cleave open her skull and peer inside, pushing, testing, tasting. Who does that remind you of? Who? Reese. To Uh me. Like, remember the claws against her Oh, okay. She was described yeah, yeah, it as yeah, claws yeah. scraping against the walls mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. her mind. Um, it's a bit like the Dimati yes. power okay. in the Akatar series, right? Got so it. I was like, oh, dang. Like, is that what was she going to do when she got in, if she got in, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of weird that she's like, seems like this evil queen, but she's in this gorgeous, beautiful fairy tale like surroundings. Like, yes. Her, all made of stone. Doranelle sounds beautiful. All made of stone and surrounded by water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> it's very fire safe. Yes, very fire safe. <laughs> so, so we meet her there, and then we don't see her again for a long time until you know everything happens, and um, Rowan deems that she's passed the test and she's able to go and and meet Maeve. Uh, and so the whole time she's going there, she's like preparing and making these plans. Um, and this is after. Reason- hold on. This is after. The her fighting the Valg. Yes. We kind of skipped ahead a little bit. We can go back to that, but we mentioned Maeve. So yeah, we can go. Yeah. Back. But go ahead. Um, yeah. So she uh gets in there and the remember the deal that they made was that Maeve was gonna tell her everything she knew about yes. the word keys, right? So she does, but it's really not that much info. Basically says, you know, that they tells her what they look like like little slivers of black stone that they can't be destroyed they can only be put back in the gate mm-hmm. um she kind of gives away a bit of information that just in the wording she uses she says brannon took them and aelin rightly assumes that that means that brannon like that Maeve didn't freely give them yes that she probably wanted to keep them what else? She says that they were like nothing else on this earth. It was like holding the living flesh of a god, like containing the breath of every being in every realm all at once. It was madness and joy and terror and despair and eternity. So that's about all she gives away about the word keys. But she does also say, remember, there was that mark on Selena's yes, on brow. Head. So we get a little more info on that, that basically it's the mark of a bastard born family. Mm-hmm. So Brad... Which just seems crazy to me. There must be a lot of people with that mark. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, but like B- Brannon a thousand years ago or whatever was um, essentially wasn't royal born. He was like elevated to be a royal because of how he performed in that great battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how the Galathinius's Galathinius's that sounds wrong, but it is right. Uh, how they became rulers of Terrison. Uh, so yeah, so that mark means like unnamed or nobody, whatever. So we finally find out what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we uh, get, oh, and we find out too that if the if someone had all three word keys, they could not only open gates to other worlds uh, at will, but they could essentially wouldn't even need those rings and collars to let Valg there's like multiple species of Valg, mm-hmm. but wouldn't um wouldn't need those to have them like inhabit a body. In fact, they wouldn't even need the body to be alive. So he could Which have like creepy, yeah. an army of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Um, so Maeve realizes that Selena has figured out where the third word key is, and she tries to push her into releasing it by or telling her the info by um whipping Rowan. And it backfires because that just gets Aelin so mad that she mm-hmm. unleashes her fire across 
the whole city. But now that she's, you know, it is stone, but also it's a special, like, it's an unburning kind of fire. Yeah. Like, no one's getting burned by it unless she wishes it, because now she has so much control right. over her power. But in that whole exchange and after it, she gets, she has figured out that that ring was from someone named Athril, who Maeve loved at one point, and she bargains Rowan's blood oath away, mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome. That was awesome. Uh, yes. And all his guys, like the five guys, you see that their heads are like, boo, like whipped, <laughs> yeah. whipped to her as soon yeah. as she says it, like yeah. to release him. Yeah. But he gets free and he immediately gives the blood oath to her. Yes. Yes. To <laughs> so I know. But I loved that whole. Yeah. Oh, I, I just. Yeah. I loved that whole part. But yes. And then she Maeve, is mad. She Yes. She is mad. She's and then like, Maeve just like goes away. <laughs> like right well (laughs) they yeah she kind of disappears right yeah and there's there's always that owl like perched on her throne the owl you see the owl flapping away but she just kind of like poofs yes or you know we don't really see her leave but she is like everybody get out of here (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so she she's mad and you can imagine we haven't seen the last oh of course no i'm sure we'll see more mave i love that mave She's kind of given it. Uh, yeah, my friend has a daughter named Maeve. It's I know. Cool. I have my friend has a niece named Maeve. I love the name, but now I'm like, man, it's the bitch queen. <laughs> yeah, uh, bad connotations but now. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, do you know what it reminded me of with Maeve when I was reading you that little section of, um, you know, when she was kind of clawing at Aelin's mm-hmm. brain? There's a scene where that we get in when. Aelin Selena is having flashbacks or thinking back to when the king and Dorian first came to Terrison mm-hmm. and they were having a family like a big fancy dinner oh, yes and she was getting the same thing member but it was like yes. a worm and she was like get it out get it out because she was feeling yeah. this pressure yeah. um and it was the king trying to get into her head and kind of spurred her to like lose control and yes whatever it was all part of his plan I guess to get her family out of the castle but i was like that's interesting that they have a i thought that was interesting too i feel like common power or at least it feels the same yeah i feel like we've learned a lot more about the king in this book and also a lot more of aelin's past in this book yes which is bringing some things forward uh yeah and we and we finally find out how the king did it too with the magic Mm -hmm. like they by collecting everybody's information and then kale does that little like mini demonstration with dorian yes um, so stones. we basically know that the th- yeah the three black towers, towers we know yeah. where they are mm-hmm. they're marked on the map um in the beginning of the book so you can see sort of the zone that um within which magic would be lost they're marked on the map yeah or? they are so yeah, look at the map on the beginning pages and yep. then look the very, very bottom left. There's a place called Knoll. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. there's a tiny little tower beside it. And then go straight up to the very, very top left and there's Amaroth. Oh. There's another tower there. I see what you're saying. And then we know the other one is in Rifthold. Oh, I see so what you're saying. So they're like basically three, three extreme points of the continent. Mm-hmm. And in that way, they were able to knock out the whole continent. Got it. And okay. figured oh. out that um, a couple of the like what you know it kind of like maybe is sort of like ley lines or something but the lines um, that the direct connections between those towers seem to have like extra power mm-hmm. uh, because they talk about that it's along those lines is where the king is doing some stuff so like in Morath which is mm-hmm. like along the line between Rifthold and Noel and in the Farian Gap which is between right. Rifthold and Amaroth which brings us 
to that whole part of the book. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, this part of things. I mean, again, this is why I think this book was, there's so much information in this book because we just said all of that. Yeah. And we haven't even touched. That's new. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We're yeah. like, I did really enjoy this. Also, I was calling Manon Manon for like half the book. So um, I think that's common. I love her character, though. And I thought the whole her, um, what's his name? Abraxos, right? Is that what they're? It's... Yeah, Ab- Abraxas. Yeah. yeah. I love he's how he's so smelling cute. flowers. He like, loves to smell flowers. Yeah. <laughs> you have this like evil witch, like who's literally like the highest of, you know, like right underneath her. Yeah. The most. And then, yeah. The and most. She's like, so brutal. And... Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, he's just a sweetheart. He is. But. Yeah. I think that's reflective of um, her character development over just yeah. this one book. So if you look at where she's so in the beginning when we meet her, where she's uh, posing as a croaking witch and uh, those men from the village like try mm-hmm. to attack her and yeah. she like takes great pleasure in slaughtering yeah. them. But I thought it was very accurate what she thinks about them because um, this is an ongoing thing you see in so many books about like these kinds of fantasy books about witches but also in real life history mm-hmm. she describes it as men come to torment and then destroy what petrified them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah there's uh it's pretty brutal how it's described that she kills them um oh yeah and she's told you know that like that she was her grandmother tells her she was born without a heart that um the you know the black beak so her clan of witches mm-hmm. that they their prize obedience discipline brutality like they're not supposed to even love each other right but she's like describes at one point um there's actually I'll read you that a little bit because it's kind of nice it's on mm-hmm. page 384 that there's a feeling so she looks towards um Astrin uh, and her eyes are very bright, which is her second. And she nods, nods at her second, and it's yes. her, she's also her cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says it was that same feeling she'd gotten when Iskra whipped Abraxas, the thing she couldn't describe, but it blinded her. It's love. It's love. She feels a feeling <laughs> <Yeah>. of love, <laughs> literally <laughs> protectiveness. Yeah. yeah, and she doesn't know how to doesn't describe it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, and we find out from that that real Croken Witch. After she wins the games and is named wing leader, her grandmother brings out that Koken prisoner to for her to slaughter, oh, yeah. um, which is sort of a test because her mm-hmm. grandmother's still pretty mad at her for what she's done, like saving Petra, who's yes. from another clan, yes. and picking Abraxas in the first place. Um, so pissed. she, <laughs> what's that? I said her grandmother's pissed, but I love that she. Oh, just she's so mad. Give a shit. Like she's like, I'm doing what I'm doing. You know. Yeah, but she does kill her, but it is sort of pity because she's right. dying anyway. She's been tortured for days. Right. But that 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 Croken witch says, you know, we Crokens, we uh, we don't fear you so much as we pity you because yes. you are not, you were not born evil. You will have been made that way. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's it is sort of counter to most sort of tales of witches where it's like sisterhood and solidarity and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that seems like how the Crokens are, but the iron teeth witches are really like each for themselves like they have their coven and their clan that they will be loyal to but if they need to they'll take each other out too right the way her grandmother treats her it's terrible so but we see so we i kind of feel like we're seeing manon realize both 
like how brutal her grandmother is and maybe you know like she's like kale like yes. discovering that maybe she doesn't need to have this blind loyalty that she's sort of right. getting cracks in that and then also it's you know her feeling towards abraxas i think is like opens up her heart a little bit i think so too <laughs> and especially at so the sweet. end he's like a big puppy dog i know i know i i i think yes her she's evil but has good inside of her as she well. was made like Aelin. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Really? Aelin was yeah, kind yeah. of made mm-hmm. an assassin. So not kind of, she was. So yes, I love Abraxos. I, I, and I thought it was great. Uh, we see the spider silk again, right? So that was something mm-hmm. in Assassin's mm-hmm. Blade. So we see That's that. Right. Um, and I loved, I was and- like, She's even, I loved that whole scene too with the, I, okay, I hate spiders. So I was just, well, as you know, on our, <laughs> you're like, knock hanging. those things off the cliff. <gasps> yeah. So, um, I love that. She essentially kind of like tricks them, right. And takes all the spiders. Yeah. And then has yeah. his and, wings reinforced. Yeah. And even how she did that. Yeah. Like how he, how did they communicate to get, like, she's like, this was her plan all along, mm-hmm. but how did he know? How did they communicate that you know what I mean like she's they clearly are talking communicating reading each other but she fights that for a while too even when um you're talking about with Abraxas yes yes yeah like because he gets the plan he like coils his his tail tighter and tighter and then like at the perfect moment like knocks the spiders off the Mm -hmm. cliff and Mm she's jumps on she's like as her plan was the whole time I'm like I get that that was your plan but how did you tell him that that was your plan because they're communicating right yeah but even when um Petra comes down and says her Keely, her her wyvern caught that goat leg for Abraxas. And yeah. Menon is still, even though at that point she believes that she is talking with him or that he understands her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Petra's like, you know, didn't she's like, your Keely said, does she talk to you? And Petra's mm-hmm. like, well, doesn't yours? And she yes. like taps her heart. Yeah. So it's like this nonverbal communication they have. And poor Petra, man. Like she just seems she actually has like these little overtures of friendship towards Menon, like yes. throughout this, even though they're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's she saves her life, but she's her, her spirit Keely. is like broken. I know, it's so her sad. Keely. But it's uh, yeah, I just I I picture their relationship with these wyverns like like our relationship with dogs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. I feel like my dog, I mean, you're obviously not really communicating, but I feel like he gets it. You know, I'm sure you could say the same yeah. about yours, yeah. right? Yeah. So yes, that's yeah. kind of yeah. like, oh, that whole scene just made me so sad. I was like, yeah, poor big I know. monsters thing. Oh, so, you know, and poor Petra. I know. So poor but brother. I also yeah. thought I mean like losing your like soulmate or something. Yes. But I loved the whole scene. I and that she basically like gave the middle finger to everyone and was like, Nope, this is what I'm doing, like saving, you know. Yep. And that Abraxas yep. also, yep. you know, knew too. Got it. Yeah. 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 There was um, some that again that those games that would be amazing visuals, eh? Yeah, like the one scene so where Astrin like jumps off, tackles yes. another witch, and then like jumps and her her wyvern picks her up and she flips back onto the yeah. back and like I was kind of picturing then a the little like went, Harry Potter Quidditch, you know, like like um, yes, exactly, right? yeah, because they're essentially yeah. all doing yeah. this like in the air around the mountains. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It would yeah, be really cool like that, but. <laughs> I love how Abraxas, like, he has his own journey during this too, right? Yes. Like, from the beginning being, like, the bait beast, but, like, with mm-hmm. having that drive in him that she sees. Yeah. And then towards the end becoming wing leader and 
I don't know what the wing leader's mount is called, but he actually does fight for dominance with other um, wyverns and earns it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, I think that's so cool. And how even from the very first um, battle with Titus, who Manon thinks she wants, um, she realizes that it wasn't just a battle for for dominance or whatever. It was a battle for her. Yes. Do you remember that bit where he yeah. she says, um, yeah, here it is. So um so she she chooses him after he kills Titus and says, He's mine. And they're like connecting to each other like eye to eye. So the witch and the wyvern looked at each other for a moment that lasted for a heartbeat that lasted for eternity. You're mine, Manon said to him. The wyvern blinked at her, Titus's blood still dripping from his cracked and broken teeth, and Manon had the feeling that he had come to the same decision. Perhaps he had known long before tonight, and his fight with Titus hadn't been so much about survival as it had been a challenge to claim her as his rider, as his mistress, as his. Yeah, I like that. That connection. I'm, oh. I'm excited to see more of them because obviously, I you know this is not the end of them. But I, I did. Obviously, I, yeah. Right. I'm really, and that's what I was going to say. I, I'm really loving the this part of it. So I'm interested to see mm -hmm. how these all come together. Um, because yeah. I, I feel like she's because you know they're going to. They're going to. So I feel I feel like Manon and Aelin would be an interesting. I don't know. They could either be against each other or with each other. Like I'm interested to see how this kind of plays out. And I feel like together. It's a very good encapsulation of mm -hmm. how it could be. Okay. Yeah. I feel like together they could really mess some shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like how you got some these ass. two yeah, yes. ass <laughs> women, you know? So I'm interested to see yes. how this goes. But. Yeah. And I, I think, I think just um, a man on still is, I see, see how I said man on now. <laughs> Manon. Um, uh, Manon has she seems to have these extra powers that even other witches don't have right like she's the mm -hmm. only one who seems to notice the reek when they first arrive of in the, the fairy gap she yes. describes the of the whole place as stinking and the food the stinks remember when and the, the food and yeah. then she when she bites or scratches the man and then licks his blood and she has to yeah. she like wants to spit it out because it tastes yeah. so foul but yeah. she's like why is no one else noticing this Yes. And, and indeed, no one else does. Like, so there's something that she's able to sense beyond what the other ones. And have. clearly Abraxos, too, because he would not eat yeah. the goat leg or whatever it was. Yeah. Right? That was a funny scene, too, where she's like, fine, if you're not going to eat it, I'm going to eat it myself. And then she yeah. eats it. And he's like, see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, oh, wait, this tastes like shit. OK. You know. Yeah. So I think both of them. Yeah. Kind of know something's up. But then. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. She's definitely got something that the others don't. So I'm interested to see yeah. where. Uh... Oh, oh, and oh, there's that one little piece. The only little piece we get, we get references to the Duke. Remember Duke Parenton mm, in the last has, book? Remember he took name? Caltain? Yeah, he took yeah. Caltain and um, oh, uh, what's his name? Dorian's cousin, Roland. Roland. Oh, Roland. He took. Roland and um, Caltain to Morath, right? But right. there's that we get that one scene where Manon's grandmother meets with him, mm -hmm. and there's two prison wagons. Remember, and and she's she detects that there's a man in one that smells of cologne, and a woman in the other one, and both of them smell wrong. And so they just she's like, I, she doesn't know what it is, but they smell mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Which then after that they get to the Farian Gap and. 
She said that it smelled like those two prisoners she'd seen with the Duke. In fact, this whole place reeked like that. The scent wasn't natural. It didn't belong in this world. Mm. Yeah. And that's interesting. Very interesting. Just a little bit of info to hold on to there. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes because I really like her uh her character so far. So we'll you know I love her. So you, you know do. It's, so it's I'm assuming going, I will you know continue. It's going in good places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I was thinking and she's I mean, she's brutal, my... but I love her. Yeah. Well, Aylin <laughs> was brutal too, you know. Um, I'm wearing yeah. my you guys can't see it, but I'm wearing my caffeine and curses shirt. Did you get the Manon one? She has the Manon. I did. I yeah. did. I know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's, I, I, I love it. It's got the name of, it's got a Braxis. It's got yeah. the name of like the 13. Yeah. You know, I, that's part They're of like why I probably it. like the witches. You know, thir- 13 is my favorite number. Oh, um, And she has the 13, the 13 is her coven. Yeah. They're all pretty fascinating too. We get, we'll get more of them in the future as well. Oh, we just good. basically some of them, all we get is their names this time. But um, yeah, they, like have, need... they have stories to tell. I feel like you need a Manon shirt. And then also, this is the first time I've heard Fireheart in this book. And I know yes. Curses has the Fireheart Festival shirt. I have that one too. I know. So I have I'm that like, one. Good thing we, ha- well, uh, well, I'll just call it out. We have our code lit10 for caffeine and curses. We'll include it in the show notes. But now I'm like, and then I want the, uh, yep. the, the Rowan shirt. I'm like, I'm just going to have all uh, Throne of Glass and Akatar. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I don't have. I think I actually commented Akatar, so I need I need to get some. Throws. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. You have, you need to expand as you start to realize who your favorite character is going to be. That that Fireheart thing. So we um, it we get it in Aelin's memories. Like her mm-hmm. mom calls her Fireheart. Yes, but then Rowan calls Rowan her Fireheart. Calls her yes. Um. Yeah, and so she and she's like, oh, like she's yeah. even confused as to how he knows it. Yeah. Um. And. There's a couple things that they say to each other over like repeatedly in this, like to whatever end. Yes. They say to each other, yeah. you know, I want to there. They claim each other and they want to mm-hmm. keep each other to whatever end. It's pretty cool. Let's talk about that battle. So when they end up um, with so when she's fighting against the four Valg princes. Yes. We find out a few things during this battle. So one, we get that whole story we already talked about. Yeah. Two, we get his cadre showing up. Mm-hmm. So we get to see sort of what they look like. Uh, we don't get all of their names in this one yet, but we know that there's the twins mm-hmm. who are black and white wolves. We know that there is um, uh, Gavriel. We see him kitty a couple cat, times. Right? So he's like a, <laughs> yeah, kitty cat, uncle kitty cat. Uh, he's like, yeah, mountain cat. I picture like a cougar kind of thing um and we get vaughn who's like a big osprey and then lorkin who is the commander he's the only one that's senior to rowan and we don't see an animal form we just see him as a female mm-hmm. right um so they come in uh so that's our intro to them during mm-hmm. that battle and then we also get um we find out that you know they hold rowan back when she's losing but then yes as she sort of breaks out and starts to like you know come out of the hold that the princes have over her uh he breaks free and goes to her and they get the karanam bond um yeah so they like you mm-hmm. know kind of like a blood bond. what was that thing yeah i was gonna say what was that thing you used to do that no one should do anymore but people still oh. did when i was a kid <laughs> yes remember I know. that like blood sisters blood or sisters yes like, prick which, like really yeah. who thought that <laughs> don't do that don't do it no yeah don't do <laughs> but it i do know what you're talking um, about wasn't that it? Yeah. So it's kind movie. of like that. Oh, I'm sure it's been in many. Probably. Uh, I remember it was common on the playground when I was growing up. I never did it, though. It's gross. I never did it either. <laughs> My blood is clean. Uh, so, so yeah, we get that's their first like blood bond. And then mm-hmm. that extends even more than when they do the 
blood oath. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of blood. Yeah, there, there's some lots of blood stuff. Speaking of blood, we find out um, that the reason Maeve was fearing her so much, like when she was growing up, she wanted her parents to bring her there to figure out her powers because they were like two powerful lines that yeah. joined. So like her father's line, that's where the flame came from. Her mother's line um, is where she has water affinity and water affinity is associated with being healers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in fact, Aelin wanted to be a healer when she was growing up. She um, never wanted to be queen. Right. And still doesn't really like until the very end of this book again, when she has that reckoning and like comes to herself, um, realizes what she has to do. uh, She still doesn't want to be queen. That's like one of her secrets, I guess. And finally, at the end, when she does come to terms with everything, that's when she's finally able to uh, summon that tiny bit of water. Yes. Magic. Yes. Yes. That small little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, we started, Um, started to talk about the Valg scene with the cadre, but. Oh yeah. Go back to that a little bit. So then. That was like super intense. Well, it was super intense. It was a bit sad that the, I felt bad for Luca that it was like his friend who betrayed them. I know. Remember, like let the guys in. Yeah, Um, I was trying to. But it was good that not that many. No, go ahead. Not that many guys died or people died, Faye, because they wanted them to like, as hosts. Yeah, right. so they weren't really trying. The bad guys weren't really trying to kill them all because they wanted to use them as hosts for more Valgs. Remind me who I'm literally drawing a blank, and I just read this book. Remind me how that ended. <laughs> like, why am I literally drawing a blank with this fight scene? Um, the cadre arrived right and kicked ass inside the fortress, right? right. And Aelin destroyed the princes and Narok outside. Um, so they with won. her fire with her from fire. the yeah, she basically like that would look so cool, yeah. Because she, well, yeah, yeah. uh, yes, so she destroyed two of them, right? Remember, she had like fire in her hands and she put yes. it like over their mouth, and yes. then it like kind of like yes. she was sending the fire down That's inside right. them and it like shone out their eyes, and they basically, you know, and that happened exploded. after the Karen. and then it was, um, I think those two happened first, and then the Karenim helped her destroy the last two. Right. Okay. Uh, Narek and the like... and the one there was there was the one left member that she had run into multiple times. Yes. Like when they were scouting, and yeah. then they thought they had had it destroyed by the Skinwalkers. They laid mm-hmm. that trap. Ugh, that was also gross. Uh, those Skinwalkers are gross, eh? Yeah. Ugh. I'm just like. Although it, <laughs> I was pretty impressed at that scene where she destroyed the first ones where they like jump off the cliff and she like rolls around in air and then like sends the yeah. fire up and blasts yeah. them. That oh, was pretty cool. So <laughs> uh, but yeah, they are disgusting. Yes. Yes. Ooh. If you listen name. to the audiobook too, Skinwalker. their voices are, it's really? so creepy. She's <laughs> like, yeah, there's this one part where they're, it's obvious that they're leading them towards the cliff and they're like, you know, you think jumping in water will... You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, we have worn the skin of fishes when men were scarce. <laughs> like, it's like this really awful, yeah. <laughs> like, Terrible. creepy voice. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's the name Skinwalker. They're gross. It's disgusting. So it's like, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. That's right. Not surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um. Here, hold on. So the Karenim thing happens on page 473. Okay. So, yeah, she gets the two first. Yes. And then Rowan comes through the gate stones and they do the Karenum thing. 
he says, I claim you. And he has so much magic that it kind of like knocks her like her knees buckle. Um, yes. And oh, whatever. And that's when she gets the last even. two. So mm-hmm. Narok and his remaining prince. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Her ma- his magic yeah. gender her. Bah, 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 bah. Right. And then Darok, mm-hmm. like she says at the end, like his black eyes even like return to like a mortal brown. And she, yes. And she, she swears and that looks- there's like gratitude there. Yes. Yes. That's right. And I remember being like, oh, man, imagine. Yeah. Like probably is because he, he probably- was just like possessed. Right. Right. Essentially, that's what happens. Right. They're possessed by a Valg. Um, whether a prince, the ones that have the collars seem to be the princes and the ones that have the ring right. are like a lesser, yes. lesser Valg. That's right. Um, and then she gets, he also gives her that vision. Remember? Yeah. So she, we don't, we don't find out about it here. We find out about it with Maeve because then she shares that vision with Maeve, um, but doesn't reveal. So for Maeve, she kind of lets it seem like it's a prediction of what's going to happen. Whereas mm-hmm. she says that Narok, the man who Narok was, uh, gave it to her as like a warning of yeah. this is what could happen yeah. to you if you wield all the word keys. Like, yes, you could have power, but you'll turn into something that you yeah. maybe yeah. don't want to be. That's right. That's right. Um, which is pretty cool. And remember when she they killed the um that one that like didn't work right or whatever it was sort of described, that creature under the library in the last book? Yes. Her and Dorian yes. killed. So even that one right before it died, remember, wasn't there a bit of like a hint of like thankfulness or something that I like I think so. It was, Did that one have a calling it or a ring? That was when Dorian had to like war with his magic or he, right? Yes. I can't remember if it had a collar or a ring. Right. And I remember she was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I think it had a collar. No, maybe. I don't remember. I have to look back. But it was the same thing. So she suspects, because remember there was tons of cells in there. So they were thinking that the king had raised lots of them. And then, you know, the ones that worked, he took with them. And this one was left behind for some reason. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, right. They're basically yeah, I'm just scrolling down to see if it, if my notes it. don't say whether it had the, yeah. Which it again, was dark, it was cloaked. Because who has a collar on him now? Dorian? Yeah. So. So you would we'll assume see. he's going to get possessed by a Valg prince. You're going to, yes, we're going to have to wait something. and see. Um, It's pretty neat that, so uh, Aelin realizes that she is, she had the third word key at one point. So mm-hmm. her family has always had it because the word keys are not inherently evil or good. Right. It's sort of like who's using it. So her family in Terrison was good and used their power for good. So without even really knowing it, just having this amulet um, that was sort of like the symbol of their house, it enabled them to be successful. And, you know, they were never conquered until the king came with his two word keys. <laughs> um, and, and we don't know and, where the amulet is right them. now. Right. We don't know. She suspects that Arabin has it because right. oh, that's she right. thought okay, she lost it uh-huh. in the river, but then she realizes, no, wait, like if I hadn't had it to the very end, like that's I right. wouldn't, its power wouldn't have protected me and I would have died. So she thinks now, that Arabin yeah. must have found it on her. That's right. Cause I, I started reading the yeah. next book, but she doesn't know that. for sure. That's right. Okay. She's yeah. essentially looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> As we start off in that book, that's, that's right. Anything away. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We know that we know that they part at the very end of this and he has to stay in Wendlin or she she tells him to stay in Wendlin uh, because he if he he's too like noticeable yeah. <laughs> eh? and he won't he won't be able to use his magic if he goes to Otterland. 
Right. So she keeps leaves leaves him and Wendlin and she goes to Rifthold to A, she says she's gotta have some kind of closure with Kale. Yes. Because there's still words to be said there. Yes. And then she's also gonna find out about this the amulet. This key. Because right. that's that's really like that's what she needs. She needs to find that key before if to have any chance of winning against the king. Right. And that kind of brings us right to the end of this book, right? Yeah, That's essentially how yeah, it ends. How basically. it ends. Oh, there's yep, so that, much. Well, in yeah, this. Is, I know. I feel like there's even more we could talk about, but this episode's going to be crazy long I, if we talk about every single note I made. I mean, look at my book. I here. know. I mean, <laughs> we pretty much got like I was following what you wrote here, but we pretty much went through. That's like the gist. We had a lot of it. We did. I mean. Yeah, we talked about me. We talked about the demi fay. We talked about the cadre, the rebels. We talked about a little bit. Oh, excuse me, we yawning. The fairy yeah. gap. We talked about. You know, we didn't. Oh, go you know what we didn't talk about, about is but... one of the other drivers for Aelin was learning that the king had slaughtered everybody in both of the labor camps. Yes. So remember, That's right? Remember, we talked about, um, and I said it was a bit of like a thing for the future. Was that in the last book, or was it even in Throne of Glass, where she said? Me, like that you know or someone said to her was it dorian said what are you going to do like free free them all yeah <laughs> like, well yes i, I mean that is her plan like in, yeah. all the way through this book she's like yes i'm going to go back and free them all but then that's right we find uh, out early on everybody he, slaughtered yeah which is terrible yeah in, yeah in awful and calcala yeah yeah both yeah. yeah so she uh that's i think one of the big drivers too for her because she sort of had these plans of like someday i will do it Mm -hmm. I will do it later. And then she runs, she runs out of time. Right. So I think that's a driver for her to like, this is the time <laughs> I have to, I can't delay anymore. You know, I can't stall. Yeah. I have to like do, yeah, I have to do this thing. I have to get that baddie. Yeah. Um, and like she does actually, we find out that she sent a letter to um, Nehemia's family. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Giving like consolation and stuff and, and basically saying it's time. Yeah, to stand up and we're going to fight. Um, anyway, so that kind of, yeah, wraps that up. And now on to Queen of Shadows. Yeah. Which I have started. I'm not very far in, but, you know. I'm gonna well, don't, don't race through it, but just I'm read not. it as you, whenever you're in a good mood for mm -hmm. it. Let it absorb. Yes. And that's what I mean. Get... There's like so much that. There is so much. So there's so much to take in, but. Yeah, I mean, that leaves us. Yeah, so we have Queen of Shadows, Empire of Storms, Tower of Dawn, and then Kingdom of Ash, which I showed my husband how large Kingdom of Ash is, and he was just like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I know. So, but we're going to do it. It is a big book. I think it's like it's 900 pages or something. That's we'll like on par with that the Outlander time. books. It's, yeah, we'll have to decide at, if we break that up into two. Because <laughs> I, I imagine there's going to be a lot to talk We'll about. see. There is a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yes, definitely. But yeah, so things so, get pretty real. You know what I just realized? Um, the back of these books are all so beautiful. Like you see the front, but the back looks different. I don't know if you noticed that. There's like a um, a really it's it's Aelin, but she doesn't. It's not like this fierce. Oh, so if yes. you look at the back, I've been noticing. On the back, it's like her, but more, more queenly looking. But here, yeah, like this actually looks like the description of um, Deanna. 
Mm. Remember her, her, her uh, ancestor, her grandmother, Mab. Okay. Yep. After her death, was elevated to a goddess. Okay. By Maeve, but there was already an existing goddess who was the goddess of the moon. Mm-hmm. She was the um, counterpart of Mala, who was the goddess of the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few references to them in this. Um, like we learn, you know, Brannon destroyed that temple because he had he took power from there or took Mm -hmm. did he even he took it to hide his tracks for where he went uh, Mm -hmm. with the word keys um there's times where like rowan prays to mala and right you know that seems to work there's there's times where aelin is hearing this comforting woman's voice Mm -hmm. um and it kind of points her like the right choice or the right thing to do Mm -hmm. uh that's all mala so but diana is described as you know the huntress and goddess of the moon so isn't it so pretty though very, like she's in like this beautiful very interesting dress yeah it's I like the same, I, I gotta go look the same. At, yeah right, i gotta sides. go look at all of them now i'm gonna go look at my other ones too <laughs> I, know, I'll like, what do all look like? I just happen to notice that anyway i think that wraps up era fire like we said if you guys have anything you want to share about well queen of shadows is next but you can leave us a message on our SpeakPipe. We'll link that in the show notes. And the link is also in the link in our bio on our Instagram page. And mm-hmm. we've got some other fun stuff coming up soon as well. We have some books we're doing in between, you know, our Throne of Glass series. For those of you who are not listening to Throne of Glass, that way you get something new too. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that's it. You guys know where to follow that's us. That's it for now. That's it for now. Uh, Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you don't already over on whatever podcast streaming service you're using, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, And we will check you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.